Gabe here with the Ultimate Black Man Radio Podcast. Yes, we are back after a little bit of a hiatus, uh, but I am back to give y'all that good game y'all have been looking for. Uh, We're going to get to these commercials. Y'all know I need them tricking funds, and we will be right, right back. the formula to everyday beauty at the beauty formula by hannah services offered include eyelash extensions lipocavitation waxing and more you'll also find top-notch skincare products and accessories find hannah on instagram at beauty formula underscore 901 and reach her at 901-608-8695 be sure to check out our website for products and to schedule an appointment at www.thebeautyformula901.com. Soul Remedy LLC is a hair care company that uses natural ingredients to provide everyone with a blissful healing experience. An experience that will allow you to be free so that you will have fierce self-confidence. And... What's better than natural ingredients for natural hair? Natural ingredients that work for all hair types. Soul Remedy products are a gift from Mother Nature, so it works on all hair textures. Our Soul Remedy Hair Tea is a tea that you spray onto your hair and scalp. The hair tea moisturizes hair, stimulates and soothes the scalp, all while growing your hair. It is truly an experience you don't wanna miss. You can find Soul Remedy Hair Tea at soulremedybliss.com also follow us on social media at at soulremedycl here's a fun fact did you know that a debt doesn't have to be paid in order for it to come off your credit report is your credit score less than perfect and keeping you from getting a car home or are you having a hard time refinancing a vehicle do you have student loans? If you answered yes to any of the following, we can help. Contact us to see how we can remove negative items off your credit report. We can still help even if you have established credit and just want an extra boost in your credit score. Contact Deshante Lennox at MagicalShante888 on Instagram. That's M-A-G-I-C-K-A-L-S-H-A nte888 on instagram and you can also check out our website at www.myfes.net forward slash d-l-e-n-n-o-x let's change your life you are now listening to the most explosive podcast on the internet the ultimate black man radio podcast okay so we're gonna chop up the peaches like so like that Mm. oh yes ladies and gentlemen we are back welcome welcome everybody to the ultimate black man radio podcast of course of course this is your boy gabe your host of the ultimate black man podcast and i am definitely glad each and every one of you that are tuning in are tuned in on today which is thursday october 15th i hope everybody 
is being safe. I hope your families are safe. As we are still in the middle of this coronavirus uh, pandemic, uh, looks like the cases are about to go back up as we enter the colder months. The election season's coming up. Um, and the politicians are dragging their behinds to get more stimulus passed for the struggling citizens. But with all that being said, we are still blessed and very fortunate to be here on today. So listen, we six feet above ground, right? So that right there deserves some hand claps right there. Yes, yes, we are still here. Celebrate, celebrate. So definitely glad you guys are here and tuned in listening to me. I, I know I, I've been I've been gone a little bit, but I was um, some of you know, uh, if you watch my YouTube channel, I said that I'm working on a book and um, I am a new Forex trader as well. So I am learn still learning that new skill um, in the book that I'm writing. It is taking up a lot of time. Um, I, I, I'm a Gemini, right? and procrastination <laughs> it's our specialty and uh, it's something i'm working on I've, I've been such a procrastinator since i was a child uh, it's something i work on but um, i got a lot on my plate and i'm trying to balance it all and give you guys good content because you know i'm not gonna come to y'all with no slaw definitely <laughs> not gonna come to you guys with some subpar uh, rudy poo rinky dink content it's gonna be decent content it's gonna be good content when i give it to you guys so i said you know what I i'm working on balancing everything we all working on something right and this is something that i am working on just working on the balance i got a new mic um so i'm using that mic uh, and you know, I'm learning how to edit post editing all that stuff. Just a lot going on over here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to level up and get better every day that I come and, um, uh, do things as far as my channel goes and the podcast goes. So one of my goals is to be more consistent and I will, I, I'm, this is my passion. Uh, this is nothing I'm going to give up on. Um, I will get more consistent and I'll learn to balance. But like I said, when you're writing a book and you're having to do a lot of research and uh, you're learning a new skill, you still got to tend to your family and watch your health and a lot going on, but I don't take it for granted. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I'm busy. I am very, very thankful for that. So uh, shout out to being busy, right? <laughs> shout out to being busy. Um, so I listen, I'm not going to ramble on a lot today. I am going to get into the game. We have a very, very interesting topic that we talked about, but you know, I noticed a couple things before we get to that. And I know that ultimate black man radio is more so a, it's a relationship type podcast relationship type channel where I do talk about other things. And I will always talk about other things such as investing and jobs and social issues and i do a little celebrity talk too because y'all love to hear me talk about these raggedy celebrities but i like to talk about these other issues because um it all kind of pours into relationships right 
it all kind of pours into relationships. So I um I, I noticed that and I have to kind of beat myself across the back for this. I, I've kind of gotten away from the original purpose of the challenge. And that's giving the game to the younger men. Because when I was out here young and looking for answers, I was able to come across, you know, certain podcasts such as the Mac Lessons. Shout out to Tariq and Sheet. That really helped me along. Uh, other podcasts for, you know, self, self-help and self-development as a man. Um, but what I've noticed is a lot of these gentlemen that were doing that, they're either retired or they've moved on to other things. They moved on to other things, which is fine. You evolve. And I've noticed since these men have stopped doing podcasts on those subjects that there's been a gap. And that's initially why I started the channel and I prayed about it. And shout out to Nicole, Michelle, the interview movement. She pushed me to do it. And in the midst of that, you know, I started to talk about other things and get involved in other things. But I, I got away from the game and and I'm going to make a return back. So if you see certain topics on here, you know, that may be, <clears throat> excuse me, directed towards younger black men. That's why, because I'm, I'm seeing more young black dudes take L's. I saw a video the other day and I plan on talking about it of a guy. He found out that his girlfriend got engaged to another guy and the dudes around him were laughing he's supposed to be his friends and i know men we kind of joke around and, and things of that nature but i didn't find any of that funny what i saw and um i thought it was sad <laughs> i'll be honest um, and <clears throat> i noticed that some of the women were like on the post well, what did he do? There are two sides to this story, blah, blah, blah. And I saw other men coming on, co-signing the hoes. And when I saw that, I said, you know what? You know what? Yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta get back into the game. I gotta get back into talking about certain things that affect young black men um, and I have to do it straight, no chase or no filter because these young cats ain't getting no game. They're misguided. They're lost in the sauce. Um, and I actually had that happen to me. Uh, I've told this story before and I probably will tell it again. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it now for the sake of time, but I actually dated someone who got engaged on me. So... I know how that dude is feeling. And I had co-workers come and tell me that the girl was engaged. Uh, so, you know, these these chicks are scandalous. And we have, we have so much, some of this red pill doctrine, all this goofy stuff that's going around. It's not helping these men. It's not giving them no game. It ain't giving them no direction. A lot of these dudes need direction. And they need to learn, you know, there are certain signs there to know your lady might be double dick clutching <laughs> uh and so i i am here to help point that out to the young brothers and i, I kind of got away from that a little bit it wasn't intentional because we were you know talking about other issues but 
I'm about to make a return to form. And a lot of people, you're gonna think the content's a little bit misogynistic. And I'll be honest, I don't care. Because I'm seeing y'all take advantage of these young, impressionable brothers. Um, and you leave them broken and shattered. And you don't give a damn. You truly don't give a damn. Uh, I do. Because I know how that can affect your life at large. So, you see some content that's going to be a little hard-hitting. Um, don't be alarmed. It's just me helping the young dudes out. Because these dudes need guidance. And I want to help these brothers best I can. So I just wanted to kind of get that off my chest and let you know about that. But listen, without further ado, let's get into the podcast. On today's podcast, again, we I, I took a detour from relationships and we're talking sports. That is correct. I chopped it up with my boy Ja of the Fair Catch podcast. Really good brother over there. Uh, I think it's two or three of the, it's three of those guys over there at the Fair Catch Podcast. Make sure you check them out. Uh, they're everywhere. Um, you know, uh, podcasts and content can be found. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. Um, but I, I wanted to talk about black quarterbacks and the discrimination that they face in the NFL. So. Uh, we talked about that on this podcast. This was really, really fun. It was a great conversation. Shout out to those brothers again over at the Fair Catch Podcast. Uh, and we did talk about LeBron too. Talked about a little LeBron at the beginning of the podcast. So I think some of my audience will enjoy uh, the conversation that me and Ja had when it came to that. So uh, again, this isn't, you know, you know, it ain't, I'm not talking about tricking. <laughs> I'm not talking about coins and throwing bands and twerking and toes like i usually do and how these hoes ain't worth a damn and belong to the streets <laughs> we're talking about something a little bit different today okay but don't get it twisted these hoes still belong to the streets <laughs> so listen without further ado we are going to get into it right now this is ja from the fair catch podcast as we talk about uh the lebron james winning its fourth championship and racial discrimination in the nfl so i hope you guys enjoy all right family welcome to another episode of ultimate black man radio the podcast i know it has been a while but we are back and I am so glad you guys are tuned in to me today. Uh, today, I have a different topic uh, than what I usually talk about. Y'all know me. I usually talk about hoes and tricking and twerking and all that, you know, relationship stuff, relationship dynamics, single moms, all that stuff, right? Today, I'm going to kind of deviate from that. Um. Uh, and we're going to talk about American sports in particularly in the NFL and how it relates to racism. And I'll, and I'll um, uh, have my guest today. Uh, we're going to break down the game and really get into that. Uh, first and foremost, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, whatever it may be, make sure you rate the podcast, share this podcast. Get the word out about what we're doing here. I, I do the podcast. I have a YouTube channel. Of 
course, you, most of you guys are subbed there. But I do the podcast so I can be a little more uncensored and uncut um, and talk about different things outside of what I talk about on my uh, initial pod, uh, on my initial YouTube channel. So the, the two kind of go hand in hand. Sometimes I will, a lot of times rather, I will load these episodes on YouTube, but sometimes I won't because, you know, I might have to roast somebody real good. <laughs> and y'all know how I do when I get on these roasts. But this show, it will be available on YouTube as well. Uh, and if you are listening to it on YouTube, hit that like button. Let's get it up in YouTube's algorithm so people can know what we're doing over here at Ultimate Black Man Radio. Um, ladies and gentlemen, today, again, we'll be talking about sports and how it relates to racism, and particularly black quarterbacks. And I came across an article. And it was dealing with um, uh, Dwayne Haskins and nepotism. They said that he was benched because of nepotism. And shout out to my boy Frank over there at View from the Man Cave. He's a huge Washington football team because we're in the Redskins any longer. He's a huge fan of the Washington football team. That's a very, very big franchise, uh, very, very respected franchise. Um, has a supremely loyal fan base, but they haven't been that good lately, to say the least. And they drafted in the first round, um, back I believe it was 2018, uh, they drafted Dwayne Haskins. And, um, of course, they've gone through a coaching change regime, and I saw that he had been benched and um, he was benched. I think, I think their quarterback, who was, what's, what was his name? I think it was Kyle. Allen. Well, right now, Alex Smith is playing because backup quarterback uh, that they promoted got hurt. And now Alex Smith is starting. And shout out to Alex Smith because um, what he, what he was able to do. Uh, coming back from that real bad injury he had, that that was that was really special. But uh, and I respect that. But yeah, he was drafted in twenty eighteen. Let me let me make sure. Let me get this right. So they fired their yeah. They hired North Turner going into twenty this season, I believe. Um. And they brought in a new offensive coordinator. And after Dwayne Haskins, he went 0-4. They benched him. Now, I I looked at this article. I read this article. And I'm actually going to post this article in the show notes so you guys can read it for yourself. Because I don't want to take a lot of time reading the article. It's kind of long. But essentially, it goes over how a lot of the black quarterbacks in the NFL are slighted. Now, this article says he was he wasn't benched due to racism it was basically due to nepotism and giving the offensive coordinator a shot but of course y'all know i look at things deeper than that and um i feel like this definitely was racially motivated yeah they hired ron riviera a former coach of the carolina panthers this year going into 2020 and he was he he inherited a Young Dwayne Haskins, who was still developing, and they hired a um, young uh, offensive coordinator. 
and the young i'll just read this first half really really quick so it says it's scott turner that's the new offensive coordinator is the son of north turner whom riviera hired in 2018 to be his offensive coordinator while head coach of the carolina panthers temporarily making north the fourth turner family member on the offensive staff before moving on from North's nephew cameron who went to the cardinals and north's brother ron when riviera was fired from the panthers last year scott was moved to offensive coordinator for the final four games and went on for while failing to score more than one meaningful touchdown in any game despite all world running back christian mccaffrey and removing garbage time touchdowns in the last five minutes scott's uh, scott turner's offense only averaged eight points per game and so again when you read the article kind of goes into detail about how haskins numbers are actually better than some of the other quarterbacks around the country around the nfl and of course those quarterbacks so happen to be white now i'm no sports i'm a sports fan i love sports i played sports played on the state championship team but i'm not a sports genius i don't know the ins and outs of it but thankfully over here in instagram black podcast where we have folks that are so my guest today is ja from the fair catch podcast uh and we're going to be discussing the meaning of this so ja how you doing today brother doing good my guy um appreciate you having me on the show i'm definitely want to be thank you for reaching out absolutely and, uh, definitely want to get into this as it's something we've kind of touched on in our show a little bit yeah. um you know and we'll br- I'll bring it up here. Just yeah, things man. caught up, caught on between black quarterbacks and their white counterparts. Facts, facts. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself, how you got started with your podcast, things of that nature. Okay, well, you know, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, started the pod, been kind of a off and on podcast OG for a minute. We had a podcast back in the era of, God, was it 2016, maybe? Yeah, around 2016, me and my homeboy who we're i've always done podcasts with we've just kind of gone through iterations of it um the most recent iteration was capture the culture which was kind of a pop culture hip-hop focused thing okay and then you know i'm i'm 31 now um and then you know just as i got older hip-hop just covering it became daunting because i don't know what these niggas talking about no more yeah man (laughs) that that's one industry because i kind of i cover the relationship aspect of it sometimes and woof Mm -hmm. It moves fast and you don't be knowing what's going on <laughs> yeah and i'm not gonna sit here and I, i'm one thing i like to pride myself is like i don't want to give an opinion on something i'm just saying just to say something mm-hmm. so i'm not about to sit here and tell you i listen to yo Gotti or money back yo's album and then give it a rating review because i didn't because i didn't so, <laughs> then, you, know, so, you know some it got to a point in my heart just wasn't in that anymore all i still follow the culture of course um mm-hmm. But then, you know, I was like, as I got a little older and got more into like the betting world, the uh, football, which has always been a passion of mine, um, nice. played high school, um, just always absorbed the game as much as possible. Um, definitely decided, you know what? I don't really, I don't hear too many black perspectives on the game. You know, I hear usually two white guys or three white guys, you know, or maybe a former player who's, who's black, but a regular you know black guy on the couch having a barbershop discussion about the game i don't hear that too often mm, so you know me, so me and my boys were like you know let's create that avenue you know yeah 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 nice 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 don't give me hand clap right there 
so with um with that i'm gonna ask you five would you rather questions and uh this is just a little icebreaker let the audience okay. get to know you a little bit better and everything um, see i'm pulling them out now my brother all right, here we go. So the first one here is, would you rather be forced to high five everyone you make eye contact with or strike up conversations with at least five strangers a day? Ooh, five, com five strangers a day conversation. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> I can shoot the shit real quick with anybody. <laughs> All right. All right. Would you rather be handcuffed to the most annoying person you know for 24 hours or go camping with someone who likes you, but you don't like that. Handcuffed to the most annoying person just because the camping thing, that's going to make them become annoying. And yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, at least when you handcuff someone you're that's annoying you, like you already know where it's coming from. If hey. there's someone that you, that likes you, you don't like them back. That's just an awkward, more than an hour of that is too much for me, honestly. That's right. All right. Would you rather be in shape and have a great body but ugly face or have a gorgeous face but be overweight? <laughs> okay, what's let me ask a question. I, I like the if I have the face, can I get in shape or I'm just stuck like that? You stuck like that. I'll take the body. Okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's fair. Oh good. Alright, and would you rather wear a monitor that beeps when you're lying or beeps when you're attracted to someone? Oof. <sighs> Tough one there. Mm, well, well I'll, I'll say lying because I, I I like to say I'm not, I don't lie. You know? <laughs> Beeping because you're attracted to somebody. Harmless, but it just there's areas that just it can yeah, cause like, unnecessary friction. Like, yeah, you'll see a chick, man, and you just trying to be cool. You really ain't trying to hit on her or anything. You just want to be cool, and yeah. but she fine, and you like, man, she fine. You just but you ain't trying to like just go there. And then all of a sudden you just start beeping. <laughs> nah, the, the, the problem is when it beeps and it's like a six, and then you gotta explain why because you like you think about other stuff that you know. Yeah, yeah, you like. Know. You know what? You're not cute enough to take out for dinner, but coming over for Netflix and chill and smash, definitely good enough for that. <laughs> right. So, you know. Yeah, I go to the lion. You All can right. control that a little bit more. Facts. All right, last question. Would you rather never be able to use search engines again or never use smartphone apps again? Apps. I'm too yeah. inquisitive. I gotta yeah. be able to look if I if something comes across my mind like why did this happen in year 15, 12, I gotta be able to look it up. Yeah, I mean, you me. easily look it up, man. But some of these some of these apps are garbage anyway. You end up having to go online anyway. I don't even really like if I had to use the desktop version or anything, like Instagram and Twitter, mm -hmm. Facebook, I wouldn't be that off. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. I'd miss it. Honestly, yeah. probably be better for my mental. Probably, really. yeah. So yeah, man, just having no app on your phone, you're supposed to be crazy. The craziest hell out here, man. Mm -hmm. Crazy. All right, man, that's all we got for Would You Rather. Just want to do that quick icebreaker. We're going to get into the game, as I like to say. And, Ja, brother, my first question to you, man, of course, as you know, the greatest basketball player of all time, just won his fourth NBA 
championship none other than Legoat James. That's right. He won his fourth NBA title. And of course, social media has been lit. Been a lot of haters out here, man, hating on my boy LeBron. And, you know, I don't like that. I don't, li I don't like them hating on my guy. So I want to talk about the NBA before we kind of get into talking about uh, the NFL. And my first question to you, Jock, is what do you think about LeBron James' legacy? Do you believe he is the greatest basketball player of all time? Well, I was kind of worried that you were going to be a Michael Jordan fan. Which I should say Stan. <laughs> it's good to know we're on the same page with this. Um, yes, sir. I, as a, a self-admitted LeBron hater for the first maybe eight, nine years of his career, I have uh -huh. come around completely to this is the greatest basketball player we have ever seen in our life. Yeah, yeah. And um, to be honest, I, I ask myself because I look at the ones coming up behind him. I'm like, I don't know if we're going to see this kind of talent anytime soon. Just not like, soon. One day, but not one soon. One day we will, definitely. Yeah, not but, soon. But but not soon. Like, just the way he is playing, it's just, and what he's done for the league, and the way he's kind of changed his play style mm. to fit this league. Because, I mean, he comes into the league, this is a power forward center league when he comes in back in what 2004 yeah now oh, yeah. you gotta shoot threes because you know uh steph curry gonna light that ass up if your team can't shoot threes so it becomes right. a three ball league something people thought would never happen he adjusts his play style and is still able to compete and win you know mm -hmm. yeah um what i would say about in terms of legacy um and this is just, I have to admit it, he'll never be, while I hold him as number one, he'll never be accepted as number one. And, yeah, and that's so unfortunate, man. You know what's crazy? I've come to the conclusion it has to be nothing else but the shoes. I get, You know what? That's a really good point. I never thought of that. And I'm going to actually sell sneakers on the side. And I never thought of that. It has to be the shoes. It's kind of like, and just to go in your world, and you talk about relationships and whatnot, Imagine you buy a chick a pair of heels, right? Mm -hmm. Every time she wears them heels, you are on her mind. Facts. From here on out. Facts, 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 facts. Men won't admit it, but when they put them Jordans on, Michael Jordan is in your cerebral somewhere <laughs> that day. <laughs> oh, man, that is nothing but fact. My, my listeners going to love that one. <laughs> Tell you. Because I've I've broken it down. Because there's really no. Now I understand if you want to debate the mental aspect of you know taking the last shot and all that, which there's retorts to that still. Fact. But I I understand if you want to go Michael Jordan had that killer instinct that LeBron just doesn't have. Mm. Fine, whatever. But when it's all said and done, LeBron James is going to have the greatest NBA career of all time. Yeah, that's that's the fact. Whether you want to call him the greatest player whatever but his career will be the greatest we've ever seen yeah yeah and it's like we and there's so many people i feel like too with lebron because i feel like lebron is actually going to do more after he plays than when he's playing but i won't mm -hmm. go too much into that i think when it's when when we get old as hell we 70 80 years old you know and we look back on all this we're gonna look back and be like Ain't nobody did it like LeBron. 
as far as after career. But again, I'm, I don't want to get into that. I yeah. feel like he can play at this level for another two years, three years. So we have another couple years of this ability. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of people, are they take it for granted and they they won't realize it's like after he's done playing. Oh, yeah. No, um, AD has definitely extended his shelf life. Um, you know, I honestly believe they're going to get better. I do, you know, too. Not to, you know, like I said, I don't want to stay too long on it, but I I don't know what scenario it is, but there's gonna be, they're going to get rid of Kuzma. They'll get Bradley Beal somehow. You know, and that shooting threat that they kind of missed, you know, they'll move some pieces around and yeah. they'll, they'll figure out. LeBron's teams, you know, as long as AD keeps his body upright, I have all the faith LeBron will, they're good. Um, yeah. You know, the, the Warriors... While they'll come back strong, I'm They're not too worried. You know, yeah. the Nets are a, a basket case. I'm not believing that yet. I'm, you you expect me to believe any team led by Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant can really make it that far? <laughs> right. You know, as talented as they are, them brothers is out, they loony. Right. You know, like <laughs> Kevin Durant's got burner phones. Kyrie Irving thinks the Earth's flat. Like I, I'm not falling behind them too. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, facts. You know, yeah, I, know. I feel like if LeBron wins, I feel like it's undisputed now. He's go. But if he wins another championship, it's over with. You, you can't. I don't see how if this man wins one more championship, five championships. If he wins another NBA Finals MVP, I just don't see how you cannot say this man is the greatest of all time. Well, here's the problem. His criteria is always changing to fit whatever narrative is to not call him the GOAT. So is it really... That's the thing. After the win against Golden State, that really should have been it. That should have been it, yeah. But there's always going to be an asterisk, like the bubble, which in my opinion this is the hardest championship um, because of the bubble. Um, Then, you know, with the Golden State with the 3-1, oh, he had Kyrie with the clutch shot. Then you got the lockout year in Miami. I mean, there's always something you can point to. The Ray Allen champ, the Ray Allen shot in game six against the Spurs. Yeah. There's always something. And, and you could do it with technically anybody, but for him, they're like very direct causes that most people are just aware of, either just because they just don't want to give it to him. Or, I mean, because we can talk about Jordan's, you know, or Kobe. We can talk about what they had, you know what I mean? But like they've they've always had a head coach. Yeah, LeBron James always. has been has been the coach. Um, yep. You know, I, and then I will be fair. Spolstra uh, this year, you know, Spolstra. I think he got his chops. So I can't just say he, he was. Coach. He, he yeah. He was. He wasn't lame duck. It seemed like that at the time, but he obviously could coach. Um, but you know, Vogel's kind of there. Ty Lue was just kind of there. Mike Brown was just kind of like all the other coaches have just kind of been there. You know who's running the show? Yeah, so, LeBron. Yes, yeah, so, I mean I think that you can that feel level. Leader. Yeah, that level of being the coach and GM and the player, I don't know. One day there'll be a thirty for thirty that's gonna put in perspective much better than any words can. Facts. So, well, I I told myself I know he has about another two or three years before he thinks about retiring, and uh, I'm definitely gonna go when he when hopefully by the time next NBA season comes around, this COVID crap goes away. Um. I'm definitely going to go see him play. So I can say I saw that man play, you know, in real time. Oh, yeah, got to. Yeah, I have to. It's like, I have to. I have to. I have to. I have to. So. Um, 
<clears throat> okay, all right. So, and and that kind of goes into our next question. Why do you think he has so many detractors and haters throughout the country? Um, I do you feel like the energies is a little weird from his detractors? I think the energy is a little moist. Um, I I don't know. It's just really weird. Why do you think there's so many detractors? I think you kind of alluded to it. Just has to be the shoes, possibly, or what do you think it is? Well, the shoes is part of it. The shoes is. The, the mental like the subconscious like silly petty thing that mm -hmm. i think is the reason why jordan people kind of keep him there because something they'll never admit because they probably really think about it because it sounds it sounds kind of silly to say it out loud but i think there's some truth to it um but in terms of his detractors i think it just comes down to and part of it is a race thing um whether it be a self-hatred um for his own people that hate on him or mm. you know the vice versa yeah i say that because for some reason sports is not looked at the same way as a job is like at the end of the day lebron james's job is to play professional basketball right. that is this j-o-b right? right right if i told you yo what's up man um i'm an accountant at this firm uh I'm, you know i'm probably make closing all the accounts all the expenses i got all the you know accounts on my end tallied every day like i'm easily the number one accountant here right right i'm making xyz amount of revenue here right but i'm getting a one percent promotion every two years yeah or i'm not getting the bonuses that were promised to me um i'm mismanaged my management team is always in the crisis asking me what me asking me what to do you know and they're my senior level executives if i work there for eight years and then i say you know what there's a new place opening up. I got some friends over there. They tell me how it works. I'm going to go join them. Right. Would you judge that man for leaving? No. <laughs> you wouldn't. Mm -mm. It's only mm -mm. in sports where this like false sense of loyalty hangs because we get invested into the team, you know. Yeah. Like a yeah. share a shareholder a shareholder wouldn't care if he left the account like all right, it was, you know, they probably wouldn't even know who works there, you know, Just because we see who's working there. We see what they contribute. So we get this attachment that we wouldn't have. It was just a regular job. But in the day, basketball is his job. He pays his bills. I mean, probably not anymore now. He's probably got so much money that he's paying bills off. Who knows? Old checks, old money. Man, but old checks. <laughs> yeah. But his bills, at least at a time, were paid from playing basketball. So I see no reason for. And, and that's where it started to me because I mean that whole Cleveland Jersey burning and I joined the bandwagon too I was like man what's, what's wrong with this guy he's gonna go team up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh but as I got older and realized he made a decision a job decision he made a decision for his family for himself to have you know the most stressful I'm sorry stress less career he probably, he probably could have had mm -hmm. he went to a place that had better management that had better uh let's technology just as a you know you know um to replace just for the analogy take their mm -hmm. technology right. uh it was a better it was a better commute <laughs> miami looks a lot better than cleveland oh <laughs> yes you that's what he did the same reasons you leave a job is the same reasons he left uh, cleveland except we don't hold it personally when our friends or someone we know do it right so yeah, that's why i think it's like I work in the tech industry and so 
it's almost like if I'm working for like a little startup and then Apple calls me offering me five times the money, uh, an opportunity to be on there. Like they had their press conference today. I can present some of their products. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the pinnacle (laughs) of the tech world. I have a high position. They offer me this and I take it. If anybody is mad at me for taking it, they a hater. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It would be like if I'm into video game development, it would be like Epic calling um, or uh, EA or somewhere along those lines. One of those companies calling me a 2K. They're saying, hey, come work for us. Um, and I'm at a smaller startup. Like it would oh, it would be a no-brainer to take that. Yeah. You can always get the knowledge, leave, and start something else. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's what he did when he went to Miami. He goes to Miami, wins two chips, comes back to Cleveland and wins a chip there. I mean, the dude is just next level. When it comes to things like that, you know, he so, is. He is. I mean, you know, and you, that's exactly what you said. It, no one will be mad at you for taking the best offer available to you. Facts, facts. Even, even if it meant a pay cut, like in his case, he took less money to have a better quality of life. Facts. I facts. mean, no one. I, I. It's the only professional sports, especially with like you know, powerful, influential black men. It's the only time where. You're reprimanded for making the best decision for your family, mm. and you're like it's, mm. you know. And then once, because like, like I said earlier, like I did hate on what he did, but once I got older and I made my, had to make my own tough decisions, I was like, right. He just made he just made a job. He just got a new job that was better for him, right? You know, right? Now right. I, I will say, um, what Kevin Durant did was still kind of soft. Although yeah, it was soft. it's I like not even the, LeBron wouldn't have done that. Well, I wasn't mad at it. It was soft. Because at least LeBron left a place where we could see it was in dysfunction. Yeah, he never Kevin, Dur- Kevin Durant's dysfunction was partly due to him. Yes. So that's where it's like, although I will say I still hold the same, he had all the right lead to go to Golden State. I'm not knocking for that. Yeah. It is a little different. So just just for anyone listening that's probably thinking, oh, what about Kevin Durant going to 73 it's and different. you know? You know it's yeah. different. It's different. You were up three one, and you can close it out. And also, too, I was just thinking, I was like, that team had, they had Kevin, at one point in time, they had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and John, um, and Harden all on one team. I'm telling you, there's going to be a 30 for 30. I've never seen a team get three MVPs back to back to back and then have nothing to show for it. That's ridiculous. (laughs) That's ridiculous. So, yeah, it'll be a 30 for 30 on that one. Um, so, yeah, I, I just feel like these dudes running around here, <clears throat> Slander and LeBron, are a little moist. And they need to go sit on a therapist's couch and get some counseling. Because I just don't see how you can hate this man. Like, this dude is next level, doing great things for the community. Can't I just don't see how you can hate on him. Um, so, yeah, that was really good right there. Like, those answers right there. So, who do you think will win the NBA title next year and why? Well, I'm going to keep it up. I I think LeBron's still going to win. Um, okay. Like okay. I said, you know, injuries are... As I look at the landscape, the Clippers are going to have to make a decision. Uh, I don't think Paul George is going to stay there. Oh, wow. Um, okay. That's just my prediction. 
other other things I won't get into. There's exit interviews if you've been reading that the teammates aren't very fond of him. Um, his playoff yeah, performance. He's kind of a jerk. Yeah, his playoff performance is nothing to really brag about. So I mean, I, I if if a team can take the contract, that's the thing. You always have to have a willing trade partner. So that's the, first and foremost. Okay. Um, Golden State's gonna be back. I will say this though, whatever Golden State, whatever pick they have in this upcoming lottery and what they do with it, is what's gonna kind of sway my decision. Okay. Okay. Um, just because there is a world where, and then, you know, I've, I've heard people talk about this, where let's say they get the number one pick Ooh. or number two pick, and they package that with Andrew Wiggins to, like, let's say, get a Giannis. Because let's, let's say Giannis is, informs Milwaukee on out. I know? think he's going to leave. So if they're going to let him go, they got to get something for it. You know what I mean? And mm. you can't you can't tell me that trade package don't sound good. Sounds really good, especially if you got a number one or two pick. And there's no, I mean, I know the salary's got to match, so I'm not sure who else they. Well, Wiggins' salary's kind of hot up there, so his salary probably will match. They're probably throwing somebody else in that trade too. But the, what the Warriors do is what determine kind of determines my outlook. Okay, um, and that's really smart synopsis too. Yeah, but if they kind of keep as is, they draft Lamelo or something. I'm not Lamelo. Um. Who was the, the the younger brother? Oh yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they draft him and then just kind of develop. I'm not too worried about them. They'll be contenders, but I ain't worried about them. The Rockets are the Rockets. They're about to fall off a cliff. Um, and then yeah, like I said, no one East East is just talented garbage. If you ask me, uh, Kyrie and KD. There's no That's leadership be there. A train wreck. I I'm telling you, they'll make the. Of course, they make the playoffs, but it's it's, it's not a championship team at all. I don't think they get to the finals, to be honest with you. No, I don't um, Miami will be if they Philly, Yeah. Um, Miami, I think too much too soon. They'll be good, but they're not going to do this again. Um, Philly is Doc Rivers, and Philly, he's going to mess that up again. Uh, <laughs> Doc, I've never seen Doc Rivers. Is the most, if you, every time you have a, t- a promising team and you don't want them to win, just give them Doc Rivers the head coach. I don't know why he can't do anything with promising talent. He Man. has to have. It wasn't that, that big three was solidified. Like those were all vets. Um, you give him some t- a team. Well, even the Clippers was better. I don't know. He something. I don't know. Is a doc. I, I can't put my finger on it, but I just don't think he's gonna be able to get past the hump. I don't know if, a minute, I don't know if he's too friendly. I know he's a player's coach. Maybe he's just yeah. too friendly with these guys. Yeah. And that's just what it is. That's what's keeping them back. Like they're not taking because the Clippers. You saw the Clippers play. They didn't take a lot of games seriously. No, they did. They got, they just kind of slept with some things. I'm like, uh, that's coaching. Like you need to wake up because Dallas almost had almost Dallas snuck up on you. Um, of course, the uh, Nuggets did sneak up on you. So I, you know, I just don't think Doc Rivers has to forward to the lead growing, especially that that team's young. Simmons and Bead. I don't think that's gonna work. Yeah, me either. And like I said, in Milwaukee, Giannis is one foot out the door already. Um, Toronto's good, but like I said, they're missing that quad factor. Um, yeah. they'll, they'll be competitive, but like I said, none of those teams are even going to beat the Lakers. So, yeah, it's pretty much up to the Warriors. The Warriors got to do something. Okay, all right, man. I can't wait. I can't wait to see how it goes down. The NBA is just very interesting to me. I'm more of a football guy, but I like the way everything is set up now. It's very interesting to kind of watch. 
Shout out to the NBA. I'm sure they'll be back probably in December. I'm assuming they'll probably come back Christmas time. That's just me guessing. We'll see. We'll see. So moving on to football and kind of what we're talking about today. Of course, I kind of alluded to the Dwayne Haskins story, him being benched. I think that's a bunch of BS that he's been benched. Um, but, John, as far as, you know, how, what you think about this, do you feel like there is a pay discrepancy in the NFL based on race? If so, why? Is well, when you say pay the script, I almost wanted to say yes for a second, uh-huh. but as I kind of sit back, I have to say no. Okay. But it's, it's one of those, I'll elaborate a little bit real quick. It's kind of like the um, remember Hurricane Katrina happened, mm-hmm. the, re- the relief that happened. Yeah, people saying, Oh, George Bush is racist, he doesn't care about black people, quote Kanye West, right? Right, right. And then I believe like Ice Cube came out, and other people were saying, like it's more of an economic thing than it is a race thing. Okay. So I kind of want to look at this as the same thing where while quarterbacks make all the money in the NFL up until maybe the last couple of years, it's kind of been acknowledged that quarterbacks are white. Mm -hmm. So while Mm -hmm. I don't think the money was purposefully driven that way, the fact that quarterback usually white quarterback is face the franchise that's kind of where the discrepancy comes from because i don't think a quarterback should get as much money as they get versus some of their supporting cast members um and, and as you've seen like patrick mahomes with the 500 million dollar contract john watson's number two now so as more black people becoming quarterbacks and succeeding i think it it kind of opens the lens to what it really is and it's just the quarterback value is just out of this world okay all right that makes a lot of sense that's a really good answer right there that's a hand clap right there that's a really good answer so i ain't looking at it like that see this is why i like to have people that know more i don't know everything because i can tell you how to avoid holes and trick i can't tell you nothing else okay this is why i have other guests on to kind of break this down and so kind of going in that same vein, do you feel like black quarterbacks are discriminated against in the NFL? And if so, why? Well, I know I just said a lot about kind of downplaying, you did. but they're definitely on the, they definitely are discriminated though. Even though they're still getting their money, there's yeah. definitely a whole s- separate issue that they have to face that others don't. Yeah, the leash um, is a little shorter for them, right? Oh, much, much, much shorter. Oh, um, yeah. God. I think you can't escape the label of you kind of have to prove you can't run to not be considered a dual threat quarterback. <laughs> right. You know I mean? <laughs> if you have like the slot, like Aaron Rodgers can run, but I don't, he, he's not called a dual threat quarterback, even though he really is. Yeah. Could do Aaron Rodgers is a dual threat quarterback. A lot of people, uh, Drew Brees was a, a dual threat at one point in time, but from, in my opinion, Josh, Josh Allen is one. Josh Allen's a dual threat quarterback. Alex Smith was a dual threat quarterback at one time. He could run. That's what he was known for at Utah. You could not pin him down. Um, so that's a really good point. Now, I don't know if that's the case because of Michael Vick. I, I think personally, and you know, you can give your opinion on this. I think he kind of revolutionized the position uh, of quarterback and opened up the offenses in the NFL. And of course, you know, in college, um, they saw that the they were having all these athletic quarterbacks coming in 
and they switched their systems to fit the athleticism of, of a lot of these quarterbacks um, to kind of give them an advantage. So when, mm-hmm. I, cause I remember like when I came out of high school, um, college was still a throw league. You, it was still college football was still a throwing. Um, it was like the quarterback. You, you had the paid Manning types. The quarterback had mm-hmm. to be six, five, six, six pro style. Pro style. That's exactly what I want to say. Pro style. And as I went through college, I've had a cousin played in the NFL. One of my best friends, he played in Missouri. Um, you kind of saw this change. And I feel like Michael Vick is the one who revolutionized that. And towards the end, when I was getting ready to leave college, you start seeing the shotgun offenses, with the spread offenses. And I think the first team to really take advantage of that was Oregon. You would see Oregon and what's that coach's name? Um, um, Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. And he would run these offenses where and I, I don't know if they consider his offense pro style but he ran these, these crazy spreads and these folks would put 50 and 60 up on the board. And right. in order to Re- like revolutionize that position or make it more effective uh, dual threat quarterbacks you wanted a dual threat quarterback so Mariota Mary- you know when he played it uh, that position a lot of the other schools kind of took from that because I'm an SEC fan okay, and I don't have a favorite SEC team I'm an, Oklahoma, I'm an Oklahoma fan I actually went to a football camp in Oklahoma so I love Oklahoma but a lot of the SEC schools they, they didn't start running that until much later um oklahoma's another team too um that kind of adopted the whole dual threat quarterback thing but you kind of see to to the to your point a lot of these white quarterbacks that a lot of people think are statues like tom brady you know everybody's not tom brady like you said aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers can get out of pressure yeah he can't tell for sure i i don't i don't i guess (laughs) I don't know. I just look at it like they look at the black quarterbacks like runaway slaves or something like them. Them niggas are black. They can run. We're gonna put the we're gonna put him in quarterback and he's gonna be dual threat. You know? It's just, well, that's, it's just a crazy stereotype. And that's kind of what I was alluding to. Is like you have to prove you can't run. Like right. I don't know if you remember Byron Leftwich. Yes, I do. Um until we saw he couldn't run, we just assumed he could run until we saw he couldn't. And then like it's like the inverse for you know white quarterback like we assume the white guy can't run until we see him oh he can actually run yeah and you know that's something that i i honestly don't know how you break out that mentality um because the truth is i mean the black guys can run i mean it's 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 something you know it's one of those it's an unfortunate kind of stereotype but it tends to lend itself to be true but part of that comes from the guys playing quarterback now in, used to be like running backs, wide receivers, and peewee or high school, mm-hmm. which the quarterback. So I mean, that's also just part of like the position. Overall, people are just getting more athletic. Overall, they that's are. Just, that's just a general thing. So the yep. position itself has to get athletic with it's the going to evolve, right? And it's something you mentioned about the um, like the spread. Mm-hmm. 
and I think I know you have another question that kind of tease off this. I mm-hmm. think part of that comes off, off of with the fact that the dual threat quarterback gets a bad label because when you open, you spread the offense that way, and you leave everybody one on one, and you have the option to run. There is less of a thinking component to it, so in inherently it seems easier, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, all right, one on one is he open? He's not. If not, run. You know, there's no progression reads necessarily make it's it's the opener is not and there you go so i think that label has been unfair onto black quarterbacks mm-hmm. the fact the fact is that's really just smart football it you is should make, you should make it as easy as possible for your your quarterback to make a decision and a successful one at that and you know i think in the past where we've seen people fail is mostly due to coaching um I look at all the black quarterbacks that are thriving in the NFL now. I can't say it's a, co- a coincidence that they all have what we would deem to be good head coaches. Yeah. Andy Reid, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and uh, Pete Carroll. Now, Deshaun Watson was the exception with Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien was garbage. Hot garbage. But the talent was there. And we kind of saw that when he had Dabble Sweeney. And, you know, Lamar Jackson and um, Jim Harbaugh. So I I think the dual threat quarterback is losing that stigma of he can't throw. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the offense, the NFL is a comment in the college game. Just because it makes sense. You're yeah. spending all this capital on these guys coming in. Why make them wait a year or two to learn your system? Just adapt to what they already know and get them out there and start winning. Right, right. You and. Know? Justin Herbert's a perfect example of that because he's playing really good with the Chargers. So. Yeah, you're you're gonna start seeing more rookie quarterbacks hit, and I think you've, you're already seeing it. Honestly, you are. Um, you are just be, just because the game is getting closer to what they know. You know, they're not making them. It makes sense. Like if you're coming out of college, and you get a job. What sense does it make your job to be something that you requires five years on the job experience to actually be decent at? Right. Doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Right, and I mean, these guys are already athletic. If they kind of already know the system, they're young, they can just get in there and start to make an impact immediately. And you can focus on other aspects of your team, like your defense or your O-line or something like that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, but at at the end of the day, though, they still, there's an element of throwing that you just can't replace. True. Um, True. Because, I mean, we kind of saw that, unfortunately, Lamar Jackson in the playoffs last year against Tennessee. There's There's a there's a part of the game where you just you, you can't get rid of the throwing part. So, you know, whether they develop it um, later or just, you know, get increasingly better as they get older and, you know, more years, it's just something they still have to maintain. So I think and I think that's why the pro style, I honestly think is just forever going to have the edge over dual threat, mm-hmm. whether it be a white or black thing. But unfortunately, it the the black is default to dual threat. Even if they run like a four five, right? You know, they're still they they they, they usually look quicker. And that's that's misleading too, because right. no one called Johnny Manziel a dual threat, and he tried to run like he was goddamn. Uh, they do Sanders was such a bust. <laughs> yeah, he thought he was Barry Sanders, but <laughs> he really did. But no one called him a dual threat. <laughs> oh, that dude there. I'm gonna have to do a show on like quarterback bus. He, I thought he was gonna do a lot better than what he did, but 
Oh, I called that one out the gate. I was like, that's the year waste of draft pick right there. And um, and then just last thing I want to say though about that dual threat. Because this is a theory I've had too. Um Manzel, a lot of people point at Manzel why he flopped in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And now they point his height and his hand size. It wasn't that he was short. And this is kind of thing, like quarterbacks don't fail because they're short. They fail because they can't play. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen a quarterback who you can point to and say, "Oh, he if he was taller, he would have been the Hall of Famer." No, he just couldn't play. Right. And I think the same thing goes with dual threat quarterbacks. There's that ling that lingering because all the black quarterbacks that kind of get a bust situation labeled on them. Other than RG three, they were kind of pocket passers. Like yeah. Jamar- like Jamarcus Russell, yeah, Jamar- he wasn't he wasn't running. You know, um, which I think. I think in the right circumstances he would have been better, but I digress. Um, I think RG three body just kind of forsook him. Yeah. Yeah. Jamarcus, I will say Jamarcus Russell on a different organization, he might have at least gotten a second chance. Yeah, I think so too. I don't right. know if his career was. I don't think it's, the stories about him are just they just read like he didn't give a damn. <laughs> he didn't. Them dudes get that money. And they start tricking, and that'd be all she wrote. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jamarcus, come on. I mean, his name's Jamarcus. He got that check. He got some lean. He got some hookers. He probably went crazy. Yeah, that dude, he did, He got fat. That man stopped working out. Like, he just didn't care. He already was overweight. Yeah, he was huge. Remember, he played at, um, at um, LSU, right? Yeah. And he was big. He was big as hell. Oh, but he, he but, you know, but that that pro style hit that cannon. Yep, that's what downfield man, and that's why pro style can hurt you when you, you're so en- enthusiastic about oh what he does behind a line of scrimmage under you know on the center. You overlook all other stuff like right. Uh, he's a statue. He has no accuracy, but he has this. I don't know. It's kind of like being tall and having a cannon. It's kind of like a good word good comparison it's like having a nice rack right if you're a chick right you know I mean? <laughs> like you don't look past that no sir <laughs> or, or if they got like a fat like you just don't look they got like a fatty you don't look past that but if you take a moment <laughs> to observe the whole you know woman that you'll see Oh, what's wrong with her left hand? Why is her mm-hmm. left hand wrinkled? Is she fifty nine? Like right? Why, why, is, <laughs> why is there hair coming out of her nose? Like, <laughs> like, you start seeing the things that are kind of problematic. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Fact. I just think that's what we are. I think I, don't, I honestly don't think something's going to change between how black cubans get labeled and how white cubans get labeled. Although I do see a positive trend of white quarterbacks finally being called dual threat versus just phenomenal athletes or whatever right okay all right um we kind of went over this i said the perception of black qbs not being smart we actually you actually kind of touched on that so uh do you feel it was fair for the washington football team to bench Dwayne haskins when they did it i was like "Mm, about time but when i I did some research because you know I like I said, I don't, I don't want to answer too many things just off pure gut and emotion. Like his play seemed like he should be benched by now, but when I looked into it and realized he had less, he had less of a chance than Josh Rosen did. 
Yes. I thought Josh. I thought Josh Rosen got a, a bum rap. Oh well, I can't. I have to keep the same energy. I can't say Josh Rosen got a bum rap and say Haskins didn't. Um, I knew he wasn't gonna be good. Dang, because he Josh Rosen played at UCLA, right? Yeah, and I still think Rosen has a chance. I'm not off his. I, He's I still, been. He was given a bad deal. Though. He was. I mean, personally, his his mental's probably shot now. He'll probably never be able to recover from it. Yeah, but I I think he had real potential. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he, I think it's just his cal his confidence just has to be shot by now. He he's got yeah. shot he got shipped around. But I digress. Um, Haskins should not have been benched, um, especially when we look at what Daniel Jones is doing in New York. Um, now granted, I don't think there's anyone a capable replacement behind Daniel Jones, so he'll probably get to start the rest of the year, but. Dwayne Haskins kind of should have saw the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. Not that not that he really had a chance. Not like he was in his second year. What was he really going to do? But when Ron Rivera got there, new coach, they usually when they, they usually never keep the quarterback they inherit, especially the someone that young, unproven. So that was kind of strike one. Mm-hmm. Then they trade for Kyle Allen. That was strike two. You don't trade for a backup quarterback. Crazy. That's that that's different. There's there there's a there was a plan there to put him in at some point. This is before the season even started. Right. So he are he already had two strikes against him. So if he unless he went out there and played at MVP level, he was he had he it wasn't he was never fair shot. <laughs> he never fair shot. Good point. Good point. Um and um this kind of goes into the next question. And I, I let me let me phrase this question like this. What do you think the solution is for black athletes like Dwayne? Haskins, um, what do you think he needs to do to get a a, a a solid chance? What Dwayne has to do, and this and this is why I hate about the NFL, and it, it gets me conflicted. The answer is he has to change his attitude, right? But that same attitude is probably what makes him who he is, to even get there in the first place. Mm. So I mean, now if the things about him, like now this is all hearsay, the things about him saying. He was bragging about his 300 yards against the Ravens, even though they lost by like however many points. Is true. <laughs> he, he's got to cut that out. That's yeah. that's that's gonna rub anybody the wrong way, right? Bad. Don't be talking about your stats when we got blown out. Um, but in part of it, it kind of goes back to LeBron. Like it's just the organization he landed in. Mm-hmm. Washington Washington is not stable. They're not it's a terrible. They are a terrible franchise. Um, One of the most storied franchises in the NFL, and they absolutely suck. Yeah, Dan Snyder is he's gonna run that franchise even more to the ground than it already has been run. Uh, honestly, Haskins he, he never had a shot. He he wasn't even what they wanted in the first place. Um, I truly believe they would have taken Daniel Jones if they could have, but the Giants being a little bit more racist than that than the, <laughs> the Washington team was <laughs> took them. Like it was basically nobody wanted the black guy. Essentially it was what happened in that draft. Yes, sir. You got uh, that right. Because there's no world where you're gonna tell me. Daniel Jones was a better prospect than Dwayne Haskins. Like, if you're going to take a quarterback that early, Haskins was the guy. Right. Um, so that's why I was like, I, I, you know, and I, I mentioned this before, it goes, I think the year or two prior when the Bears took Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes, who granted no one knew he was going to be this good, but to take Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson is egregious. Like, everyone should have lost a job that day. Everybody yeah. should have lost a job that day. I agree. Good points. Good points. So All right. I think, yeah, I think not uh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
there's like you see bears washington well the bears are pretty historically good bears washington giants you'll see in recent years there's a trend of old ownership that doesn't adapt to the nfl that is currently and they're paying the price for it now by not you know looking to get what's gonna work or giving it in, in washington states giving them a chance they just picked the guy that make their fan base happy because they needed the quarterback that's the only reason i really picked them they didn't want them nothing washington has done has shown me i thought i think even anybody in the dc area that they were gonna give him a fair chance mm-hmm. you know wow 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 this this is deep it goes deep it goes deep guys um so yeah very good synopsis there last two questions here Who's the best quarterback in the league right now? And who do you think wins the Super Bowl this year? Best quarterback. I'm surprisingly, I don't think it's even that close at this moment. It's got to be Russell Wilson. Hands down. Hands down. Best QB in the league. Hands down. This, this from every level, from the mental aspect to the physical, he's, he's on all cylinders. Um, well, I, I, well, I think Patrick Mahomes is out of this world. Like he's, yeah. he's an alien. Yeah, he hasn't gotten to Russell like in time when he gets more repetitions and sees more defenses and stuff. He'll get to be what I think Russell is, and also Russell does have the talent level that Patrick Mahomes has. Yeah, Russell I is agree. great. Yeah, Russell's kind of been great despite a lot of things. Um, I just I don't know. There's no flaw in his game. Nope. Not, not obviously like you can nitpick something but there's nothing that you can say if Russell Wilson can't make this play here make this deep throw comeback route Seahawks don't have a chance like he can make all the throws he's gonna right. make the right decisions right he's you know he's he's really he's almost as close to perfect as I've seen if he doesn't win MVP this year it's gonna take a miracle what five games in yeah it's gonna it's gonna take a lot to show me something that he's not to be MVP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now you ask me who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Ooh, this one gets a little tricky. Um, well, a lot of injuries have happened, so I have to kind of preface that. In the injury-free world, I think we're looking at a Baltimore Ravens. Seattle, Seattle Super Bowl. Right, right. Um, and of course, the Chiefs are always there, but it's just so hard to repeat. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard. And on paper, I mean, even though Baltimore lost to them very badly on Monday night, at some point, Lamar's got to get, he's got to get over that hump. It's kind of like the Peyton Manning getting beat by Tom Brady's thing over and over a little bit. Right. While you'll pay, while Tom Brady is considered the better quarterback to Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning eventually is going to get a couple. You know what I mean? Yep. Lamar's, Lamar's too good. Patrick Mahomes can't beat him every single time. And that's the only thing really in his way from greatness is going to be Patrick Mahomes. It's just, if he beat Patrick Mahomes, he'll, be, he'll get out the AFC. And of course, he's still got to win the Super Bowl. And Russell Wilson ain't going to make it easy if that who he is. Not at all. Plays. But um, yeah, I definitely see a Ravens Seattle Super Bowl in my future. Oh, um, lit, man. Sleeper would be Green Bay. Yeah. Okay. But, I can see that. Um, I just think 
the Chiefs, and then the Chiefs had kind of a bad loss to the Raiders. Um, there's there's some areas the Chiefs can be exploited at in that secondary. So that said, I think if Baltimore gets a second crack at them, especially at home, that's that's it. That's the only that the, the Chiefs are the only team stopping Baltimore from getting Super Bowl, or at least getting to the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Brian Andrews, it's it's gonna be an interesting season. We got a long way to go. We're still the the first quarter of the season. We're going into the second, and uh, uh, I'm actually glad they were able to kind of uh, do a few things to uh, salvage the season um, with this COVID crap going on. But um, yeah, I think those were some good good points, man. So fair catch, man. I appreciate you for coming on, job man. Give you some hand claps. Because this wow. was a great, great interview, man. Tell the tell the people where they can find you, my brother. Okay, well, you know we're we're everywhere. Anywhere you're streaming your DSPs, we're on Apple Music. I always Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. I am not a rapper. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> we are on Spotify. Um, I need to get actually need to get back on iHeart. We're on Anchor. Just Google Playlist, Google Podcasts. I mean, just anywhere you can think about it, we're there. Just type the Fair Catch Podcast. There actually is another Fair Catch Podcast, but they haven't put episode in like years. So, well, we should be first. <laughs> just anything in 2020 will be us. Okay, nice. Um, we have a YouTube channel, the Fair Catch Podcast, which we're getting back, getting back to it. We've been recording. Okay. Um, but the last two episodes have been uh, audio only. So, but look, but follow the subscribe to the YouTube page because we're definitely getting ready to get back to the video portion of it. Nice, you know, when people's schedules get busy, we got to record where we can. <laughs> so, right, video right, has, video hasn't been how it should be, but uh, we're definitely getting back to it. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, that's where you'll mainly be able to contact or interact with me. It's at Fair Catch Pod, that's the handle for Instagram. If you want to go on Twitter, well, I mean. I'll share my thoughts here and there. If I say, I'm usually I'm live tweeting game. You can follow me at Fair Catch underscore Pod. Uh, we got the Facebook page, the Fair Catch Podcast. There, everything from Instagram goes to Facebook. If you don't have Instagram, so I mean, yeah, uh, pretty much wherever just just search us. We we come uh, up pretty. We, 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 our SEO is pretty good. So we, you type us in Google, you'll you'll find us. Right, right, okay, Ben, Ben. Well, brother, this was a great detour from what I usually talk about. I feel like I want to kind of give the people something different. Of course, I will be back to my regular schedule. Foolery. Uh, I, I, there's some few things I got to address with the family as we close out 2020. Of course, I'll get to that in the next podcast. But I appreciate you for coming on, man. I appreciate it, my brother. Yes, sir. Not a problem at all, man. All right, guys, that is the end of the podcast on today. I am already at an hour and 15 minutes. I did not mean for this to go this long. But, you know, when the game is heavy and you just chopping it up, it tends to happen. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed that. Again, be sure to follow Fair Catch Podcast over at the Fair Catch Podcast on um instagram and be sure to follow ultimate black man radio on instagram if you like the podcast please be sure to rate this on spotify and apple podcast 
wherever you're getting your podcast from. Okay, be sure to uh, listen and like those um, those podcasts there. So that's all I have. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Peace.